Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests, correspondence, and inquiries for the WIBR Warren Radio Network to us through our contact page on warren-usa.com. Be sure to follow the WIBR Warren Radio on Twitter by using hashtag Warren Radio and hashtag WatchmanIS216. On Instagram, use hashtag Warren Radio. On LinkedIn, use hashtag Watchman. And you can join us on USA.life by using hashtag Warren Radio. Also, MeWe by using hashtag Warren Radio. Join us on Parlor with at Watchman DGS and Clout Hub by at Watchman Radio. No, I'm sorry, at Warren Radio. You can listen to our shows through the following carriers Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, Castbox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. Please take time to read the pertinent articles by The Watchman and the featured posts this week on DanaGlennSmith.com are America Truth Violated. Taken from Psalm 9, we find cities destroyed, those who have plotted against the nation and the judgment of Almighty God. There is hope for the Lord there is hope for the Lord stands to be a refuge in the time of trouble. Also, the thy many gods, O America. The mortar is gone, the firmament is of brass, and to a people blessed. The ends the end rides a black horse with death alongside. Woe to the people whose knowledge has risen, and choices have been made in error. And by going to born-usa.com, you can read the following articles. Christian Nonconformity in the World The phrase sounds opposite of what Christians are called to do. This is the beginning and end of all things in Christ Jesus. And also, justice, judgment, and mercy. People justify their actions today. There is no clearer evidence of this than the pillaging, looting, arson, and murder that was allowed to go on in major cities. So go to warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com to read the latest articles. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com and also follow us on Twitter find us on Instagram and join us on LinkedIn Greetings Dana welcome to Battle Lines how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good yeah, here we are. It's Thursday, the 3rd of December already. Wow. Yeah. Where's it going? I've been working all my on my end of the year stuff, which with all of the stuff we have over all these years, I've got a lot of data. So I've got to 
get everything organized for the next year. So. Good thing you don't have to pack it and put it in boxes. No, well, there there is a lot of data. There, there's a lot of backups and a lot of things, but, you know, this includes the, the working of things um, more than anything. And that's doing the script and well, everything has to be organized. Oh, I know. You know, and so it's it just endless. And then all of the... I mean, it just, you can't even begin to describe how you got to organize the website. You have to organize everything, uh, you know, from our host and where we're at. You have to organize everything at uh, in our computer, in our backups, and, oh, and then, of course, you have all the other things you got to do. It's just the end of the year. That's the way it is every year. I, I just went through this about two months ago. Good you know, grief. for 2011, or whatever, what is this, 2021, 2020, yeah, it was two months ago that I set up 2020, that's how fast this year went. Yeah. It was like two months long. I started in January, and by December, it was over with, that was two months long. We crammed 12 <laughs> months into two months. It seems like it. Oh, it's just hard to believe. Yeah, we're still fighting the battle oh. with the election. I'll be glad when it's over. Well, the election, you know, and then, of course, I the mean. COVID. You know, so, at any rate, that's the way it is. <clears throat> and, uh, of course, last week was, wasn't it Thanksgiving last week? No, <laughs> I don't or was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yes, you can't even remember. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just... It seems like it was two weeks ago, actually, to me. Oh, God. You know, I, I just... The older I get, the, the faster it goes by. And, of course, I've got everything organized. i got a way... You know, for everything, like you have so many videos and so, I mean, so many audios you do. I stopped doing videos a long time ago. We've got 1,300 of them on Vimo. Oh, good grief. Yeah. And uh, so I'm not really sure what, what I'm really going to do with those uh, because I'm, I'm slowly but surely going through every post on all of, on, on our two websites and updating every one of those and all the audios are coming off and you know we used to do three hour long shows and three hour long audios and the problem with three uh, you know videos three hour long videos the problem with that is they are so um, uh, load heavy in storage there's just a lot of uh, gigabytes in them and stuff And then, of course, I've got to say I have pictures from way back. You know, I've got all of our audios from way back. And then we've got an off-American off, uh, continent uh, platform where we store stuff. And uh, that is big. You know, it's not like I'm storing gold. You know, I mean, you know, you think about it, you know, all this data that everybody is doing, where's it going? You know, if someone pulls the plug, nobody's going to know anything anymore, you know? What happened? Nobody oh, knows no. anything. Quick, get the pencils. We don't have no pencils. We use computers. You don't have no paper? No, we use it, uh, you know, the computer. I know. it's it. This technology has enslaved us, and I've been saying that for years, and so has everybody else, and and it's not a good thing at all. Yeah. I, I mean, Well, it's true. Yeah. Well, okay, we better get going. We do have to get going. Okay. I'll see you on the other side. No, and tonight on the show is... Rejecting God's Word, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 72. 
Many times societies believe they do very good on their own without the Lord God. This is the mistake of Judah and modern man. That is a fact, isn't it, Dana? Yep. Okay, I'll see you on the other side. Okay. Well, indeedy, we are here. Isaiah's prophetic book, part 72. And each part is one hour long. And uh, so we've spent 72 hours on this study so far. And that's not even my preparation even to get this far. So you could easily dub that, double that uh, in order to f figure out, you know, just an estimate. But it takes a lot when you're going through to something. And uh, rejecting God's word, I mean, how new is that? But uh, the thing of it is, we're not in the New Testament. We're in the Old Testament. We left off. Let me see here. We did make it down to uh, verse... Uh, Eight. Chapter 30 and uh, Isaiah 30 and 38, uh, 30 and verse 8 and 30 and verse 9. And I'll just do this just for you to get an idea where we left off. Now go write it before them in a table, a stone tablet, wood, or metal. It, it's an engraving. It's what they would put it on to make sure they got it. What is the Lord saying? Well, you could put, you know, repent in Hebrew and just leave it, but it was a little more extensive than that. And it says noted in a book, a parchment. And a lot of the prophets did that. Of course, they had a scribe, and he had write it on the parchments, and then they would roll it up, and they could save the parchment. And so you had it both on a on a tablet and also a, a parchment to record the character of the Jewish people. <laughs> I'm laughing because I get a kick out of this rebellious. You know, normally when you think of character, you know, well, is he nice? You know, what's he like or what's she like? God had a description. Rebellious. Rebellion comes in all shapes and sizes. So now we fast forward and look at America or some other nation on earth. Well, you could pretty much classify all the nations on earth today as rebellious. They're against God. We can even look at Psalm 2 where it says, Why do the heathen rage and the nations imagine a vain thing against the Lord and his anointed? So make no mistake about it. We are rebellious. We're described that way from the very beginning. But God sent his son to die on the cross. But when he was dealing with Judah, he didn't mince no words. So... They were going to record the character of the Jewish people as rebellious, um, that it may be for the time to come forever and ever, you know, so they would always have it to remember. Well, thanks for reminding me, Lord, but that was a long time ago. But you see, in generations that succeed, rebellion doesn't seem to go away. I mean, you know, my dad was saved during the Zeusa Street Revival many, many years ago. My grandmother was a Christian. And, uh, you know, people were rebellious back then. Guess what? Today, they're even more rebellious today. Verse 9 says, this is a rebellious people, lying children. And, of course, you know, this goes clear back to the covenant of Sinai that they were to obey. And, you know, and there were generations of... of uh, of Israel that did obey, that were uh, in a perfect union with the Lord. But uh, when you get into, um, you know, the pinnacle of Israel was during Solomon's rule. And when he sinned, he had a lot of wives. What was it? Uh, 600 wives and 300 concubines or something. I mean, who needs that many wives and that many concubines? Good grief. Give me a break. And you notice that all these guys that had all these wives and concubines kept them in, in another place. I mean, there's a hint. 
keep them in another place. I mean, that's like a woman having 300 husbands. I mean, what woman would want, you know, I mean, it's ridiculous. But a lot of those were political unions. And uh, a lot of these women were just there, you know, living the life of luxury. They were in the king's court and, you know, at his beck and call. But uh, they were taken well care of and they represented a union to whatever people they were from. And that's really how... Uh, Solomon was able to make a lot of uh, uh, inroads into dealing with other countries. But, uh, you know, the bottom line of it is, is that he did fall away. And uh, his heart fell away from the Lord, and he caused the people of Judah to serve another god. And, of course, the Lord divided uh, Israel into two houses. The southern tribes is Judah, and the northern tribes we call the tribes of Israel or the lost tribes. There were ten tribes there, and the other was Judah, and Benjamin, and the Levites were down in Judah as well. And from then point, that point on down, it it was uh, it was uh, Katie bar the door, so to speak. Before that, they did have some trouble. You can go through the kings, you know, in the chronicles of the kings. Uh, and uh, Chronicles of Israel, and you can find also a, lo a lot of problem, uh, a, s a system of, of uh, knowing the Lord, falling away from the Lord, judgment comes in, they repent, return to the Lord, then they fall away from the Lord, and, you know, I mean, it's just like that over and over again. And uh, so then you get to the point where, you know, God is dealing with you, and of course, the northern tribes had already gone into captivity. And verse 10, this follows. This is where we're beginning. And uh, so in order to get the people to hear, the Lord God sends his prophets, like Isaiah, like Habakkuk, like Jeremiah, of course, Ezekiel was in in <laughs> in the midst of being carried away captive. He was at the River Chebar. Uh, Ezekiel was. He was a prophet, but he was going along with everybody into Babylon. But uh, God would send these prophets. And, of course, you know, Judah had that place where people were supposed to be able to look and find the word of God. In the earth, if you wanted to know something during the time of Israel, Israel was the one country that should have known the Lord God. They had prophets, they had priests, they had high priests, um, and of course, they lived like a theocracy type thing. I mean, um, one of the major theocracies we have today is Iran. And a lot of modern society don't like the way Iran's run by the Ayatollah, but, you know, this is, they really do have a political arm and they have a theocratic uh, where God, their God is that head. And Israel had one where the Lord our God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was, uh, was the head. And he would send the seers. Now, the seers is just another word. That they were the prophets. Because the seers is what you would call someone who sees. The Lord God opens things up. He shows things to them. So we call them seers. S-E-E -E for see. I can see. And then uh, the R-S is added onto it to make it seers. Or seers. And uh, they see things, and God reveals himself to them, and he anoints them, and they go forth, and they go to the people, and, you know, they, they're charged with going down, you know, they'd be at the front of the gate where the wise men would meet right where everybody would come in at. He would be preaching, he would be speaking the word. Sometimes they would go down to uh, um, the temple. Uh, in this case, you know, before the temple, they would go to the tabernacle. And we saw that with Moses, because many times he would go to the door of the tabernacle when God would speak to him. And uh, they would 
these people who were classified as uh, being rebellious would say to the prophets, see not. And when they began to prophesy, prophesy not. Prophesy not unto us right things, speak unto us smooth things, prophesy deceits. Now that's the prophet saying that, because you know if the people were saying it, they might say it a little different. But this is Isaiah saying, which say to the seers, because there were people who were seers, they would see into the spirit realm. And uh, then there was also the, the prophet, like uh, Isaiah. And, of course, at one time, I think, uh, you know, they had the school of the prophets where they wound up with a lot of prophets. Uh, and so Israel really had a, a regular thing for producing prophets. But when these hard-bitten uh, prophets like Jeremiah and Isaiah came along, um, and, of course, that doesn't take anything away from uh, some of the others, you know, you have Samuel, Elijah, and Elisha. You know, they... You didn't mess with the prophets. Now, see, today, we don't pay any attention to them. Some of the church does. There's a lot of people with the gift of prophecy. But as far as a true dyed-in-the-wool prophet... You know, you know, in all the time, and I'm speaking clear back from 1973, I haven't found one that would be considered a true prophet as an Old Testament standard. Now, I've seen a lot that were prophetic and a lot that uh, were led of the Holy Spirit and a lot who would call themselves watchmen, a number of them. Uh, but uh, as far as a real prophet, they were hard. And, of course... Judah rejected the messages from the Lord, and they didn't listen to the threats of judgment. Um, and uh, see, they wanted the prophets to please them. In other words, you speak to us what we want to hear. We don't want to hear what you're telling us, so speak to us things that are smooth. They're not. They don't have rough edges. It's people pleasing, sugar coating. It's uh, having a church, you know, the church-friendly, uh, the sin-friendly church um, where you don't want to upset anybody that comes into the door because in today's modern age, everybody has a right. And, uh, you know, recently some uh, gal that I don't even, I don't know her, but uh, she suddenly came out. She had won some kind of award and did really good and something she was acting in. She made the news, and and the only reason I seen it, it was in some of the headlines as I was scrolling down. Um, and she's now a guy. So, uh, I mean, what does that mean? It's just the way we are in today's society. You know, we... And if we didn't have the science for this, and and if we didn't allow a lot of stuff to happen in our past, like fall away, like say everything is okay, and God is far away in another universe playing golf somewhere, you know, we can do whatever we want to do. Where are the prophets? Well, very few of them around, if we have them. Where are the preachers? Well, there's a lot of them around, but how many speak the truth? We've seen more standing up, though, uh, during this time this year. We have. We've seen a lot more standing up, which is good. Because this nation and this people needs to hear the truth of the Word of God. Christians need to be uh, loud and, and tell the truth. And, you know, if you really love the people and love the nation, it behooves you to speak the truth to them. 
But see, when you're a user-friendly church, just like user-friendly back in Israel's days, it was like they demanded the prophets, you know, would lie to them. You know, and, and we'll, we'll, that's what Isaiah says, speak to us to smooth, th uh, smooth things and prophesy deceits. Tell us something good. We're tired of you always coming telling us what we're doing wrong. Yeah, sure, we stand up to Baal once in a while, but that's not that much. Tell the Lord God to chill out. No, <clears throat> that isn't the way it works. Well, this is just a little small sin we do today. That's not how it works. Sin is sin. Well, the Bible doesn't say anything about that. I can be any sex I want to be. Well... You're going to find out a lot of things on Judgment Day, that's for sure. But see, we are a people, because of our technology, you know, the doctors can do absolutely fantastic things. I mean, I've seen uh, uh, transgenders and uh, men who were becoming women, and the doctors did such a, a good job, they looked better than the real females. They were all dressed up and all made up. We used to joke about that in the service when they were in the service. Some of these guys that would dress up in the service when they were on shore leave. I ran into a few of them one night. I was out carousing around and had a couple too many beers. That's before I, I decided to repent. And I was thrown in the paddy wagon. This is the Navy paddy wagon with a bunch of others in there, and there was two servicemen sitting in there dressed up as women. All of us wound up in the same jail cell. I, they took me, though, over to the ship and put me back on ship. It wasn't that big a deal. They get you off the street and uh, not that much. I wasn't doing anything wrong, really. But uh, at any rate, you know, this goes clear back, and that was back in '60. 68 or 67, I don't know, somewhere around there. So you look at that. And, of course, smooth things. Flattery. <laughs> yeah, sure, we're, we're doing this wrong, but speak something nice to me. You know? <laughs> oh, God, I, I can't help it. We're... I, I read this stuff, and I think, God, how have we fallen away, man? I mean, everything is, ra is, is racist in America today. And, and if you're white, oh, man, you, you've, you're the devil of racism right there, boy. And uh, you've got a whole army of Black Lives Matter who, who details every sin of every white guy that ever lived. Doesn't matter that... that uh, a lot of the people that really did destruction in our streets and our cities were two groups, BLM and Antifa, all who were Biden supporters. Smooth things. You want to make them feel good. You don't tell them that God says you're rebellious. You don't tell them that they need to repent of their sins. You don't tell them that that kind of behavior is wrong. It's sowing to the flesh, and as you sow to the flesh, as Paul describes in, in Ephesians, uh, you're going to, uh, of the flesh, reap corruption. And uh, any one of those things are sins. And there's... Um, you know, he didn't put them in a list of, of the worst to the least worst. And then, of course, the prophets delve into the thing of gossiping and talking. And James even talks about the tongue being a world of fire, world of iniquity. So uh, there's a lot of things that can defile. And in the modern world today, where we have so much technology... Anything goes, baby. If you're some gal and feel like you're a guy, you know, you just go get the waterworks changed. Same thing for a guy.
you know, but but they go a lot more than that. I've seen seen some of these kids made up with horns and every kind of thing you could think of. I've seen one who changed their feet, literally changed their feet and made them into hooves. Uh, and this is all demonic. Every bit of it is demonic. We've seen a picture of some guy who they got for, I forgot what he did, but he had put ink lines or, or tattoo around his face and you could see the look of a demon. And, and he, I think he murdered somebody. But you can see that, and when people begin to get pushed like that, these demons are on the inside, and they literally push these people into doing that because you're under the power of darkness. And God didn't want Israel under the power of darkness, and he, he, he doesn't want us under the power of darkness either. In 30 verse 11, Isaiah says, Get you out of the way, turn aside out of the path, and cause the Holy One, that, that Holy One, Holy One, has two descriptives to it. It's a noun and a direct noun. The Holy One is the name emphasizing God by holiness, by eminence, and morally pure and perfect. The Holy One who is the God of gods. So you cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. And that's what Isaiah said they were saying. Get him out of the way. We don't want to hear what he has to say. Now, see, when you begin to talk like that, the problem you're going to have is if he listens to you. Because if he pulls out of the way, the devil's going to have his way with you. That's why God does not pull away. He didn't pull away from Israel, and he's not going to pull away from people that are rebellious. He'll continue to deal with them until they absolutely refuse to move. And then he will turn them over to a reprobate mind. He will allow them to do exactly what they want to do, and they'll be sealed in their doom. And... Uh, if you look at the rejection of the prophets, which was well known, and we've talked this about this a little bit, Isaiah 29, 21, and we've already covered that, that a man make an offender for a word and lay a snare for him that reproveth at the gate and turn aside the just for a thing of naught. In other words, at the gate is where a lot of the business took place. So if you're a prophet, you're going to be, or even a man of God, and you want to tell him not to do those things, we shouldn't as... as uh, the tribe of Judah do these things so you're standing at the gate trying to tell them but you wind up uh, getting in trouble because they don't want to listen to you so you become a target um, in Amos 7 we're talking about Amaziah the priest of Bethel who had sent to Jeroboam king of Israel and he was speaking against Amos. He says, Amos has conspired against you in the midst of the house of Israel, for the land is not able to bear all his words. Now see, that's the same thing that we were talking about in Isaiah. Speak to us smooth things. The land cannot bear it. Who's the land? Well, I can tell you what affects the land, and that's blood guilt. Because the blood guilt upon a land can actually cast the residents of the land out. And, and it'll curse the land. And so if you're looking at your big cities right now and see a lot of death and a lot of problems in the inner cities. And of course the Democrats don't help. They feel uh, getting rid of all the police is the thing to do. This, all of this stuff that they're trying to do is straight out, straight out of the Marxist playbook. But, uh, you know, nobody is going to admit it. Uh, but at any rate, so you can see a lot of these problems here. For Amos said... Jeroboam shall die by the sword, and Israel shall surely be laid away, uh, led away captive out of their own land. So Amaziah uh, told Amos, uh, O thou seer, go, flee thee away into the land of Judah, and there eat bread and prophesy there. See, nobody's going to hear you <laughs> if you go away somewhere. 
you know, just, just go away and leave us alone. And see, this happens. It, you know, if, if you look around the world today, in a lot of areas where you find Christians, they're being persecuted beyond any other. And uh, in Indonesia, there was a slaughter of a bunch of Christians. And they beheaded the mayor and one other guy. And these were radical Islamists in Indonesia that went to this little village and beheaded, uh, beheaded the two men and took their heads and put, put them across the road. Then they burned some others alive. It was a horrific attack. And uh, see, a lot of Christians around the world have become targets and we've been reporting this on our Wednesday night advocacy broadcast. All over the world, um, from Bangladesh, Nigeria, China, North Korea, all over. And people, when they begin to do this, they're tired of the gospel. They're tired of the Christians telling them they need to repent. And the other thing that provokes it is jealousy. We've seen this especially with a lot of the stuff coming out of the Middle East and also out of uh, uh, places like India and Pakistan into uh, going down a little bit into more of the Asian countries along the coastline there. And so you you, you have this where they don't want to hear you they're tired of the gospel but more than that you seem to be always in your churches praising the lord and, and you keep baptizing people where do you get these people to baptize how much are you paying them to become a christian and they don't understand and they get frustrated and they plot and then the devil gets in the midst of it so they get up a big group and go beat up or kill or burn out christians and then they go back and most of the time, like we've reported in India and even in Pakistan, they get away with it. So, but see, we're talking about, we're talking about Israel. We're talking about those who should know God. And they're telling the prophet, the prophet of God. You see, it was a prophet of God by the name of Moses that delivered him out of the hands of of Pharaoh in Egypt. And you know that story well. And of course, when he was told to let God's people go, the Lord had demanded it. He said, who is the Lord that I should let Israel go? And today, we're still, we still have people today. Who is the Lord that I should repent? Who is the Lord that I should stop doing this? Who is the Lord that I should become a Christian or a believer? Who is the Lord? Who is this? He's just another God. What do you mean? What are you talking about? And they become spiteful and hateful. See, this is the end of days. Now, Isaiah went through it a long time ago. He hadn't even reached the end of days yet, and they were doing it. And it was his own people. So if you ever wonder... Who the real enemy is, look at the church. Because the prophets of Israel, yeah, their enemies were those in the synagogue, those leaders, the high priests, the priests, the prophets, the false prophets that they had. They were enemy. And then when you get to the Lord, when he came and tried to talk to the Jews, John 15, he speaks a little bit of this, 18 through 27. He says, if the world hate you, know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you're not of the world, I've chosen you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. And he talks about speaking to the Jews uh, there when he came. And he says, if I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not had sin. But now they have no choice for their sin. That's because he spoke to them and told them the truth. 
They have no cloak for their sin. They can't make up any excuses because he laid it out to them. He says, He that hateth me hateth my father also. If I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not had sin. But now they have both seen and hated both me and my father. And the miracles were one of the witnesses as to who he was. But it was the church. It was the high priest. It was the Sanhedrin. It was even Paul the Apostle, who wasn't Paul at the time. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisee, and he was going around ravaging the church until the Lord appeared to him. So the main instigator, folks, you can look in history in the Bible, and you can find it's your... Even David said, it wasn't a stranger who hurt me, but it was one my own who I went into the house of God with. In other words, another believer, you go into the house of God. Yeah, I remember that well, because I was a youth pastor going on up, climbing the stairs to go up, and a couple of the board members caught me and told me in no uncertain terms I was not welcome there anymore. And I, I did sin. I preached a sermon. <laughs> It'll get you every time. Yeah, they told us when we are going through, I think it was uh, my book of Acts, Brother Davidson. And he says, when you go into a church to work, he said, keep your bags packed. <laughs> because they'll kick you out. And so... You know, I, I ran the bus ministry. I couldn't get anybody out to help us grow the bus ministry, knock on doors or do anything. So I preached one day. I says, well, you know, one thing about it, when we get get to heaven, the good Lord can congratulate us because we're really good at softball. See, because the church that I happened to be a youth pastor with were um, champion softball players. And I said, that'll be your trophy. But as far as doing anything with the bus ministry, well, that didn't matter much. And it didn't. And that was the truth. And they didn't like it. And they hated me for it. See, and this is the way it goes. I mean, today it's no different, man. It's no different at all. People hate you if you, if you try to tell them things. But then there's those that listen. And so... All of the rebellious people, and even today we got rebellious people, rebellious societies. But see, God knows the heart of man. Does he give up? No. His redemption is in full swing. The gospel continues to go forth. People continue to preach and teach and testify and witness we have miracles going on in some of the toughest places on the faces of, of the earth. There are Christians that are dying right and left. Entire families, entire churches, congregations, cities, towns, people getting beheaded and murdered. But yet we see people, the enemies of God, coming to the Lord. We see Old Testament full-blown miracles, apostolic miracles like you only seen at those times. Happening today around the world. So the gates of hell are not going to prevail. So Isaiah is going to tell them a word here whether they like it or not. And in verse 12 he says, Wherefore, because of all these things. What are all these things? Wherefore? When you see that word wherefore, you see why it's there for. And wherefore is there referring to the fact of the rebellious people that will not listen and doesn't want to hear. They won't listen to the prophet. Wherefore, thus saith the Holy One of Israel, because you despise this word and trust in oppression and perverseness and stay thereon. In other words, you don't move. Therefore, this iniquity, this is verse 13, shall be unto you as a breach or a break in a wall. You know, if you have a dam and you remember the old picture, the dam is leaking and you have one boy there with a finger in one hole and there's another one that, that starts, so he sticks his finger in that one and then another one 
he doesn't have enough fingers or enough time to try to stop it. But see, it's a breach. Once sin enters in, that's it, kids. Only the fire of the Holy Ghost and the Word of God is going to cleanse a land. <clears throat> Therefore this iniquity shall be unto you as a breach or a break, ready to fall, swelling out, gush over. Swelling out in a high wall who's breaking. Well, that breaking is, uh, is a figurative of being ruined, of course. It's... You have that dam and it breaks. Boy, you got a lot of water, so if you're thirsty, drink up. But you're you're not gonna you're gonna drown if you don't get out of the way. Don't stay there and try to get a cup underneath that and try to drink a little bit because you're thirsty. Get out of there. Don't sit there and shake your fists at it and curse God. Now'd be a good time to repent. Now would be a good time to remember what that preacher tried to tell you, what your Christian friend tried to tell you. And so this thing, they didn't want to listen. Now see, they were warned of judgment. And what they had been doing, and this of course refers back to the original of all this, this all goes back to the time of Sennacherib coming in. And Israel, Judah, wanted to go to Egypt to find help instead of going to the Lord God. And this was a trial. This was a test. Because in the end, God delivered Judah from Sennacherib. But the next time, he wouldn't. It would be judgment. And that's when Judah would be carried captive and go into bondage for 70 years because they never listened. So what we're looking at is what God is doing to deal with the people that don't want to listen, that will not listen to those gods God has appointed, and they're sent with a word, and they wouldn't listen, and they don't speak to us. We don't want to hear it. They refuse continually and see, that thing which these prophets are telling them, you need to turn. Because if you don't, there's going to be judgment. And that judgment is represented by the breach, the break, and the swelling out, the high wall bursting forth. That breach is caused by the sin and caused by the stubbornness of man. And see, America. I've been warning America for over two decades that judgment is on this land. And it's going to, the final judgment will hit one day. But you see, the thing of it is, this year we've had more people that stood up getting other groups of Christians. And we detailed them in other shows. I'm not going to take the time. But people crying out to God regarding what's happening. Because you've had COVID, you've had the election that now has been totally messed up. You have a leftist president that all of his cabinet is as far left as you can be. And he's already planning things. The first 100 days, I think, Tower was telling me, he said he was going to have a mask mandate. I mean, he hasn't even got there. They haven't even decided yet who the president is. Now, see, all the news has and everybody else has, but nobody's been able to make a decision. There's been a lot of stuff that's come out that wasn't kosher. See, there's a lot of things. Talking about a wall getting ready to breach, we've got one here in America, folks, and it ain't good. Because you've got division like you've never seen it. You've got a bunch of Democrats, and make no mistake, there was cheating in this election. And the evidence is pouring out. The people, the witnesses, some of them have been beat up. And the governors, some of those involved, are trying to cover it up. The breach is going to happen in this country if something doesn't happen. 
and a nation divided against itself is that breach as well. It's going to fall. Your sins is a breach. Your refusal to repent is a breach. Your justifying your sin is a breach. Because we don't want to listen anymore because we're America or we're whoever it is because America's not alone. Iran is in the middle of a breach. China's in a breach. North Korea's in a breach. We've got the whole nation of nations here. The whole world full of nations. And they're all headed toward the time of a breach. This is the end time. This is the time of the coming Antichrist. This is the time of the delusion that's going to be upon the earth. God is going to deal with them so long, and after that, boom. Not going to be fun. Now, some of the things that are related to this is, like in Matthew seven twenty-four. Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine, this is the Lord, of course, you recognize it, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded on a rock. Now those who didn't do that, well, the house fell, and great was the fall of it. Now you see, what is the prophet telling children of Israel to do? To follow what God has commanded them to do. What's the Lord saying? To follow what he has told you to do. It's both the same, except we're in the new covenant. But it makes no mistake, no difference whatsoever between those in the old and those in the new as far as understanding that there are things you need to pay attention to and obey and do them. You need to build your house upon a rock, and I'm not talking sandstone here. There is one rock, the rock of ages, that old song says, the Lord, Yahshua, Jesus Christ, is that rock. You build your life. You build your family. See, the city or the nation who does not build their city or nation built upon this rock will fall. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Luke six forty six through 49 and you can read the context later. I'm not going to read all of them. And he says, Why call ye me Lord? Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say. And that's when he says, Whosoever cometh to me and hears my saying and does them, I'll show you who, to whom he is like. Now in John 15, 5 through 10, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done for you. Now see, all of this is leading up to the one breach in the wall as Isaiah is talking about. And for us here, 1 Thessalonians 5.3, For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as a travail upon a woman with child and they shall not escape. And the verse before that, For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. There is a breach. The breach was first created in the garden. And it was sin and disobedience. And man has been struggling with that ever since. And you can look at the prophets and find the breach. You can look at the Lord and his teachings and find the breach. You can look at the nations of men and see the breach approaching. And if you live in America today, or if you live in some of these places and you're a Christian, your one thing, all you want every day is to be safe. But you know roving bands of bloodthirsty, most of them are Islamists, radical Islamists that think they're doing God a service when they kill you. And the Lord warned about that. There's been blood shed all over the place. Personally, I am so sick of the blood being shed of innocent people.
but the judgment is coming. I have taught on blood guilt for many years, and I have got up on my website what I call Classic Warren Radio. And one of the teachings in that from our past teachings is on blood guilt. It's seven parts. I specifically have put these things together so you could hear them and listen. It takes a lot of time and effort and know-how to get these things up there. And they're there. And you can hear them. Because blood guilt is found all the way from Genesis to Revelation. It affected the Lord. And it affected the Jews. When he talked to them. Blood guilt. Make no mistake. And. That leaves us at Isaiah 30 and verse 14. And we will cover that next time. The most important part is understanding, folks, that when we look at Israel and Isaiah's messages, many of these things are a message to us today to help us understand so we can learn. Father, we thank you for your word. Bless those who have heard this word. Help them to understand it. Help them to get it into their lives and be with them and keep them safe and be with the brethren who are facing dire circumstances threatening threatened by those who would kill them threatened by those who have already killed many of their kind their people then there's North Korea there's China all over the world Lord even in America where there's such division and hatred. The breach is here. Lord God, only Christ can heal the breach. There is none other. He stretched out his arms and united east and west. He united sin and forgiveness. He brought the twain together so God could forgive us and deliver us and make that bridge and that path into eternal life for all men. The breach has been healed, my friends. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Tower. Okay, here we are. That was very good. I certainly um, think it would be wise of people and diligent to listen to the Word of God to make sure they're in right standing. Yeah, it would. You know, people do what's good for them, but study of human nature, that never happens. Not usual. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the truth. Yep, that's for sure, unfortunately. And we can't learn from the past. I mean, from, you know, times past. We have to... We aren't smart enough to learn from things that happened before our time. That's right. Unfortunately. Well, it would be nice... You know, look at Isaiah and read it one time. Say, oh man, I got that. Suddenly everybody's on the straight and narrow and they're back with the Lord where they need to be. We're going to have to get out of okay. here. Okay, well, good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Please be careful and stay safe. We love you. We pray for you. Good night, everybody. 
Shalom, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites, warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Don't forget to go to warren-usa, go up in my nav bar up there under Warren Radio, look for Classic Warren Radio. And uh, scroll down to that, another menu will scroll out, and you'll see the recent ones that I put in there. A lot of work, but these are meant to be a blessing and to help you. Good night, everybody. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.